With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I <clears throat> uh, want to welcome you to the, uh, the Wolfpacker.com wrestling podcast. Uh, today we're going to preview the Pittsburgh NC State match uh, tomorrow at the uh, Reynolds Coliseum. Our special guests are uh, Brian Reinhardt, who was an SID for wrestling at NC State for over 10 years and also covers wrestling for the Wolfpacker.com. And the, the, the man I call the voice of ACC wrestling, <laughs> the, one that, or the one we want to hear what he has to say, uh, Rock Harrison. And uh, we're going to start off previewing this match. Uh, Rock, I was looking at the dual team rankings on Intermat. They have Virginia Tech 6, NC State 7, and Pittsburgh 16. But Pittsburgh just took number three, Iowa State, to a criteria was tied, and they lost them criteria. And they had won seven to ten matches uh, earlier this year against Virginia Tech to beat them. So uh, tell us how, how they're 16 and Virginia Tech is six when they beat them. Well, um, first of all, thanks for having me on. I do appreciate the opportunity. Um, I don't know about the voice of the ACC. I'm one of the voices of the ACC, but nevertheless, uh, I try to portray what I see. Uh, to answer your question, rankings are very subjective, and, and that one does not make sense to me. Uh, Pitt, uh, in my estimation, should be right hovering around 10-11, to be, to be clear. They had some questionable losses with uh, Maryland and then West Virginia at home which was a surprise, but to say that they, that, that 15 other teams are better than, than Pitt, who just, you know, really took uh, Iowa State to, to the, um, to the brink. And they had a 157 pound was their freshman that came in. And so they weren't even full strength and still, you know, wrestled that well. So I'm, I'm thinking that it, it's not true, but rankings are just people's opinions until they wrestle. That's the true ranking. Okay, we're going to go through each weight class. Uh, 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 Brian's going to set them up, and then uh, Rock will come in and give his opinion. You want to start with? Uh, Absolutely. Start at the beginning, Rock. I think first of all, you kind of mentioned it. Obviously, everybody knows about the Wolf Pack since we're with the Wolf Packer here. But this pit team, very loaded. Four guys in the top 10. Three of those guys, I think they're in their 10th or 12th year of college. I'm not sure. <laughs> Some of those pit guys have been here forever, but this is by far the best pit team that Coach Gavin's had up there. Uh, can you just talk a little bit the matchup, NC State pit this year? This is one of the premier matchups for the ACC. I agree. And um, one of the things that, that I do, just not because of my job, but just as a wrestling fan, I do matchups. I look and I see who is going to do this and who's going to do that. Uh, there's certain matchups that I really don't know. And it's not to be safe. It's like, I, I don't know. When you look at 141, I really don't know. You would say it's Cole Matthews because Cole has won and Cole wins these matches. But Ryan Jack has made a step up in his improvement. So that's a match where I just don't know. 
Philippi is far favored against Orini. But Orini has the opportunity because whoever gets the first takedown that match will dictate how that goes. So there's some matches I don't know. There are some clear favorites. But up and down, Pitt is solid. When I say solid, there's not a glaring hole when you're like, you know what, ah, we should definitely you know, get a bonus point here. They don't really have any glaring holes on that team, which is fantastic. Likewise, when you look at NC State, they don't really have any glaring holes either. There's some guys that are clearly strong. When you look at Trent Highlands of the world, yes, of course. But then there's other guys that say, you know what, they're going to compete. And when you add those two together, I think it comes down to, one, who's healthy, and two, who comes off the scale feeling pretty darn good. Absolutely. And talking about the scale – we go weight by weight. Love to start with the little guys first. I mean, I, I don't know any podcast that goes heavyweight down to 125. So, yeah. uh, looking at 125 here, you got number seven, Trombley, number 32, Camacho. And a piece I wrote, I really think Camacho is one of the most improved wrestlers in this conference. 125 is wide open. I think the top four guys, they're all similar. They're all one takedown bouts, pretty much honest. And this is as even a matchup you can have. Tromley looked great last week, came out early, scored a lot of points, but everybody knows Camacho got that pin at VT, and a pin just changes anything. Um, kind of talk to us a little bit, 125, both of these guys, probably a one-takedown bout, but both of these guys very good on top riding. Very good. What I've noticed about both guys, they come out firing, and Tromley comes out firing, he's going to hit you with the underhook and kind of throw it by, get between the legs, and try and score from there. He's used to um, being, you know, a bigger wrestler coming from 133. And when I talked to him early in the season, he said he feels pretty strong at 125. Uh, Camacho, I was really, really impressed. And to your point, Brian, I think he is the most improved 125-pounder in the ACC. Last year, he got beat by Patrick McCormick in the ACC. This year, he beat him by 13 points. That's a huge improvement. He pins, um, he pins Virginia Tech. No one saw that coming. So when you look at the, these matches, you don't know. I do believe that it's going to be conditioning in this match. Because last week, when um, Camacho wrestled, he looked great in the first yep. period, period and a half. And then after that, he stopped. I talked to Drew Headley afterwards. He said, I don't know what happened. We got to figure that out because he doesn't do that. That's the problem. Likewise, when I see Trombley, Trombley can go hard, but then he starts to slow down, and then he starts to make some questionable decisions. But he wrestled fantastic against uh, Virginia Tech when they first wrestled, when he really wrestled an entire match going what he does. I do think that he could possibly bully a Camacho a little more, but he has to weather the Camacho storm early. If he can weather the Camacho storm early, I believe, having this far along in the year, he should be good at keeping his conditioning. And I do think with all these matches, Reynolds will make a difference. They'll make a difference with, one, getting a stall call that probably is questionable, and two, giving an adrenaline rush when you know that you're pretty tired. If Camacho can get through that first period and be comfortable, I, I believe he's good. But I I'm going to lean with – I'm going to lead with Trombley just because of what I saw last week. I didn't like what I saw from uh, Camacho. Yeah, no, Camacho, very good first period wrestler. Very good wrestler overall, but first period, he's really hunting for those takedowns. I think it's going to be interesting if we start at 125 or if we start at a middleweight. I don't think either coach will start at 125, but we'll see. But uh, <laughs> going up to 33, um, you know, you have number 20, Kai Orini, number six, Mickey Filippi. Um, Pitt won this one, 4 1 in the duel last year. 
How about this one, Rock? I know you love stats. No NC State wrestler has ever beat Mickey Filippi. And he's been there, I think he's in his seventh year now. So he's kind seventh of been year, the yeah. uh, Wolfpack killer. Uh, this <laughs> kid, you you don't want to go bottom on him. He is fantastic at riding. He will keep it down. He loves to get that early takedown, just ride out the first period. Kai can bring some funk, though. Uh, Kai is very defensive, can turn some stuff in. How do you see this matchup? They're a little bit two different wrestlers, I think. Correct. Kai needs to show confidence. He's wrestled, and then if sometimes I, the match against Latona, I don't think he really gave the effort that I was accustomed to. He wrestled okay, but I think he was trying to keep it relatively manageable. I didn't see him having that little edge because he has that wiry strength. Like he can, he can really go at and and dominate. Mickey Phillippe is a scrambler. The scramble that he had um, <laughs> against Latona was was just crazy. It, it was crazy. And go ahead. I was going to say for fans that don't know, that was about a minute and a half scramble in the overtime period. You don't see that much. These guys wrestled seven minutes and then had about a 90 second scramble. It was a 90 second scramble with a wrestler who was pretty proficient at finishing in a high single. I mean, high single, armpit, had the knee there. And somehow, not only was Mickey very good at scrambling, mentally, he was so tough. He's just like, I'm not giving this up. And when you see that, that's going to show something that he's not afraid to be in any position. You have to watch out for Mickey's rushing or two-on-one. He'll try to slide to the side, put that leg in there, and go from there. When talking to Mickey and the coaching staff, Mickey Phillippe, that is, if he gets the first takedown, you're in trouble. You're just in trouble because he gets that first takedown, he's going to be extremely tough on top, and he's made it abundantly clear. He thinks that he's the best mat wrestler at 133. I'm not going to argue with him on that because he's very good on top, very good on bottom. It has to be imperative for Orini to get the first takedown. After the first takedown, then you might open up Mickey to, to, to try a little more. However, I really do believe that if Mickey gets the first takedown, it's not going to look good for Orini. Yeah, like you said, Mickey just – he's kept wrestlers down whole periods, very much can get that riding point very easily. Um, 141, I would say this is the premier matchup. Everybody's looking forward to this. Two top four wrestlers – you have number four, Ryan Jack, number three, Cole Matthews. Matthews preseason number one, so only suffered one loss. Ryan Jack only has one loss. Um, these two last year, both one takedown bouts again. But Matthews, probably the best counterattack wrestler you see. Uh, Jack did not take him down last year. Matthews scored a couple late takedowns to get those wins. Matthews loves to work out of that headlock. So I think uh, Ryan Jack's going to be backing out of his headlocks if uh, Matthews is getting him in there for that front headlock. But very stingy defense for both of these guys. Very good counterattacks. Hopefully we'll see some good shooting offense because someone needs to score. But I think both wrestlers are going to be a little bit more on the, on the defensive on this one. Correct. And I think Matt wrestling is going to make a difference. Uh, Ryan Jack, just like his brother Kevin, they're good on top. And his match against uh, Virginia Tech against Crook, he was very good on top. Had a dominating ride to get the riding point. One of the things that, that I've noticed about, um, about Cole Matthews is that, one, if he gets you to a position where you're shooting on him, you got to finish quick. And that's how he got taken down by Jordan Titus from West Virginia. It was quick. It was clean. You, you, if you get in there, he's going to stick to the corner, lift the leg, and, and wiggle his way around. So it's going to be very much of a – I've got to pick my shots with Cole Matthews. 
Because if he defends you, and to your point, if he gets a front headlock and tightens it around, he'll do that or he'll do a cement mixer. So you have to be careful there. Once again, um, the question is, will Ryan Jaffe trigger happy and say, I'm just going to keep shooting because he shoots a lot? Or he's going to like, let me just little slow down. She asked a little bit because of that. You don't change your style. If you are who you are, that's how you wrestle. So if Jack shoots a lot, continue to shoot a lot. That means, all right, yep. shoot a lot, I'll get an escape, but I'll keep shooting. The problem is he has to watch if he shoots a lot and then get put on his back because, quite frankly, Matthews is, is pretty good at being explosive. When it comes to prediction for this match, because Cole Matthews has been in this match so many times, because Matthews has shown that he's had the ability to win these tight matches and talking to Cole Matthews, he has this quiet confidence. It's not the cockiness. It's just like, you know, I'm just going to damn wrestle hard. I, I, I get nervous about Ryan Jack if he's going to change his style. His style is being offensive. His style is to shoot and shoot and shoot. If he doesn't do that, he's going to play into Cole Matthews' hands. And then if he does shoot a lot, it could still play into Cole Matthews' hands. So I'm going to leave with Cole Matthews here just because of not just because he's more dynamic offensively, he just has more ways to create counter offense. And it kind of plays into the role of Kevin Jack being a shooter. But if Kevin Jack changed his style, I don't like that. 149. I think this is one of the biggest swing matches. Uh, NC State true freshman, number 17, Jackson Arrington against number 28, Tyler Baggett. Um, Arrington, a little disappointed up at Virginia Tech. Coaches didn't think he was offensive enough. He's come out. He's gone back-to-back majors. Very impressive major, in my opinion, up at Virginia on a kid that's tough to score on. And Pitt, Baggett's kind of a little funky wrestler, loves to scramble. So I think this one, Arrington's going to shoot. He'll shoot and shoot. Can he finish? I think that's the big thing with this one. Tyler Baggett has surprisingly gotten very good. He went for a guy that was pretty terrible. And I'm not just saying this. His teammates are like, he wasn't very good. And I guess he's developed and developed and developed. And there's no better drug than confidence. Confidence just helps you to do things you're not supposed to do. And so when I saw Arrington, and uh, the coaching staff was high on Arrington, and I was like, this guy, he's dead. And I was surprised with how, how the match turned out with Caleb Henson. I expected to be a little closer than that. And Caleb Henson just went at him. And I do believe that he wasn't as offensive that I saw earlier in the year. Maybe the nerves, first match, I don't know. But it wasn't what I anticipated However, I did not anticipate his win against McLaren, who's, as you said, tough to score. Tough to score. And been around Penn State, Virginia, been around for six years. I didn't anticipate a major decision. I thought he was going to win, but not by that. Um, to the point, uh, Jack Harrington has a very good underhook, underhook, and he's really good on top. I think he needs to continue to pressure, pressure, pressure against Badger. Badger's not going to be easy to take down. However, I've seen – him get rolled up. And I was against Caleb Henson. Caleb Henson just kept it going and essentially broke him. If, if Jackson Harrington keeps the offense, I can see that being a big win. And it could be in that line of bonus points just because he could show what he had. That, that Henson match, it, it just wasn't a good showing for him. I didn't like what I saw because I know what I saw earlier. So I do think he's going to win at 149. The question is by how much? 157. Not quite sure who Pitt will send out. Uh, Dejon Casta, their normal starter, he missed last week. He was out injured. Uh, true freshman who's actually going to redshirt this year but hasn't used all of his date. Jared Kessler jumped in. 
Kessler, I was very impressed with him. I watched both of his matches last week. For a true freshman, I thought he was very good. But NC State, Ed Scott. Ed's going to hunt for bonus points. The yep. pack could really use bonus points at this weight. Um, Ed has so many moves. He'll bring some different stuff at you. But I think NC State's heavily favored on paper, no matter who Pitt puts out here. But Ed has to stay consistent. He can't get caught in anything himself. I agree. Um, whomever they put out there, I have Ed Scott winning. Uh, Day John Castle, they call him Cheese, or the freshman uh, that they put in last last week, um, uh, Kessler. Mm-hmm. And either way, I just think Ed Scott will go out there mm-hmm. and do what he's supposed to do, and that's to be physical. Uh, Castle's a gas tank has been questionable later in matches throughout the year. Uh, my my assumption is that he will wrestle this week. When I talked to the fit coaches that they said, you know, something's going on, but he should be ready this week. Should be ready. I mean, things could happen, but I do expect Castle to be out there. But let's not forget, Castle did beat Austin O'Connor last year. Granted, Austin O'Connor wasn't 100%, but then you could say that Ed Scott beat Austin O'Connor last year and Austin O'Connor wasn't 100%. The bottom line, he can wrestle. He was around a, a match away from being an All-American. He can wrestle in Castle. But I just think that Ed Scott has too much offense for him, and he's tried to score a lot. And I've been impressed with the fact that he really doesn't fatigue towards the end of the match. I want to make this abundantly clear. Everyone gets tired. There's just this lot of says, they don't get tired. This guy has a motor. No, they get tired. It's just they know how to function when they're tired. But everyone gets tired. It's just some people know how to move in themselves. It's you have good technique when you're tired. And I see that with uh, Ed Scott. So regardless – they put out there, I expect Ed Scott to dominate. You bring up okay, a good well, point. Uh, so, oh. right now, it, we're having intermission, <laughs> and uh, Rock's got it three wins for State and two for Pittsburgh going into the second half mm-hmm. of the dual meet. I mean, I think everybody knows this is going to be a close duel. I think everybody's yeah. just about everybody's predicting a 6 4 5 5 split. So, like I said, yeah. fans, this is going to be tremendous action, but. Yeah, Rock's coming up a little bit. Three, two. He's got a close one. He's going to take that intermission break. You know, they get the five-minute break over there on the <laughs> ACC network. I'm not sure what he does and everything. You hurry up and get out. But uh, yeah, so I do. On the intermission break, <laughs> I talk to the producer, and I talk to uh, uh, Sean Kenny. I'm like, man, what is going on? Did you see that? You know? And then we start doing math. We're like, well, they need to win here. They yep. need to – let's figure out what that and what we're going to talk about. But, uh, you know, I – 125 – that that can that can go either way, just like one forty one. So it easily could be the other way around. But hey, I'm making predictions. It is funny at the intermission that we all get out our pens when we start adding up the team scores <laughs> because no one understands criteria sometimes. So you have to get those team points ready. But uh, you know, going up to one sixty five here, NC State, we got a choice: uh, Fields, the redshirt freshman, or Singleton, the true freshman. Um, I'm kind of thinking we're going to see Singleton. He still has two dates he can use. And over at Pitt, the first of the two Heller brothers who were both transfers from Hofstra, who tremendous additions for Pitt. I mean, if they didn't have the Hellers in the lineup this year, we wouldn't be talking about Pitt like they are. And Holden has really performed well at 65, ranked number 24th in the country. Solid results. Again, we haven't seen Singleton too much. Um, Heller, great counter wrestler. Funky wrestler. I, I think I said this for every pit wrestler. Tough to score on, but if it's Singleton and Heller, what do you think of that matchup? I like Heller a lot. I like him a lot. He wrestles hard in 
every position, both brothers, they wrestle through every position. I mean, like, they don't just kind of hold for stalemate. They're always trying to score. I like it. And when I talked to the Pitt team at the beginning of the season, I said, who is that guy on your team that they're wrestling on Friday night, striving All-American? You all won't be surprised, but the nation will be, whoa, whoa, where did it come from? Everyone said Holden Heller. Everyone. Not three said and one. No, everyone said Holden Heller is that dude. And then Jake Wentz was like, look, yeah, he gives me fits. And Jake Wentzel is pretty freaking strong and he's pretty good. He's a natural finalist. So I like Holden Heller because he is very good at all positions and he has a funky style. You, you see him and he slides the hips and he said, he said, look, if people shoot on me, they better prepare. And I completely agree with him. I, I think that um, Maddie Singleton is very good on, on defending the single. He's very good on his feet, very good defensively, and he'll go upper body. I just think the craftiness of Holden Heller, just because Maddie Singleton isn't seasoned, will be for Holden Heller's favor. Now, when he wrestled against Connor Brady, I just thought Connor Brady has good offense, but not as dynamic as Holden Heller is. So, therefore, in this match, I'm leaning with Holden Heller because he's been around and he has a very unique style. Yeah. Unique style and always looking for positions that Maddie may not be as familiar with and things that you know, I just think that he's a better finisher than um, Connor Brady was. So I'm leading with whomever Anstey puts out there holding Heller. 174, another huge swing match. Uh, you have Alex Faison, who, by the way, will be one of the three seniors that NC State is honoring. He's going to be facing the reigning ACC Wrestler of the Year, Luca Augustine. <laughs> I'm not sure how Luca's not ranked. Um, I know he's 10-7 and seven on the year, but this kid is a U20 champion down at the Pan Am Games, best USU20 freestyle wrestler. Beat Clay Lout last weekend. Uh, Faison, very solid. Faison will never give up. Like you said, he just has a tank too. Um, not too familiar with Luke. I haven't seen too many of his matches this year. So this is kind of one of those, maybe these guys aren't the ones that everybody knows about on these teams, but this could be the match that determines the duel. Agreed. This, this is a tough one. And this is another – I'm, I'm uh, most uncertain about this match from my other yeah. toss-ups. You know, I kind of feel a little – this one is – because Luca Augustine is, you know, the wrestling of a grinder. He's going to hand fight you, have heavy hips, and he has some offense. Um, Alex, I think he has more offense than Luca, but Luca's darn tough. And um, uh, last year, when he was a true freshman, uh, they said that he is the future of their program. And he finally had his first win over an All-American. You can't overstate the win over an All-American. That just so does so much for your confidence. I beat an All-American, you know, a two-time All-American, an ACC champion. That means a lot. Uh, the challenge of Luca is that he's a grinder, kind of Pittsburgh-style hockey wrestling, good on the mat, very solid fundamental. Pitt wrestlers, they wrestle very well on the mat, and they commit to a ride. Um, my concern is, can Alice get out? Can Alice get out of bottom? If he can't get out of bottom, it can be tough. Also, um, I think Alice has more offense. The question is, is he going to show me that? Is he going to show me he has more offense than Luca Augustine? I don't know. Um, Reynolds is a different environment. This is the one match where I think Reynolds can make a difference. Luca Augustine had the wins at home against Iowa State and then against UNC at home. This is where 
if there's ever a match that Reynolds needs to really get behind someone, it's this match. Once again, freshmen don't know if they should really be nervous, if there's really a big deal. They, they don't really know. But confidence is, is something strong. Um, golly, who do I think will win this match? So you're going to call this a toss-up? I mean, this is truly a toss-up. I, <laughs> I, I think Alex just has better offense. I just think he has better offense. I just haven't seen it. I haven't seen it consistently. Like, okay, he's really flowing and hitting it. And, and Luca will hand fight you all day long, all day long. Just hit hips and then hit a restart on a high crop. And I think it's going to come down to the match. If Alex can get out, he'll be in a good position. Because uh, I go back to offense because when Luca wrestled Makai Lewis, again, Makai is different. Yeah. Makai was just <laughs> far more athletic. He moved better. Luca was kind of plodding around and just got taken to lunch. And Alex wrestled uh, not a close match, but he didn't get majored. That's why I think Alex has more. I just haven't seen it. Um, it is a toss-up. It is. It's, yep. uh, uh, I'll go with Luca Augustine just just because I don't know. It just, I'll, I'll see that. Taking it off is a toss-up. Man, I'll say it's a toss-up, but I don't know. This one is uh, I, I I don't know. I just think Alex has more offense. I just need to see it. And show me what you what what the coach is talking about. You know, and then if he has more offense. He can be Augustine. Yeah, that's going to be a great battle. Like I said, Alex's final match in Reynolds too. But uh, 184, uh, my favorite weight class in the ACC. There are five guys ranked in the top 17 in this weight class. That's just incredible. And instead, I actually looked up, obviously, at number three, Trent Hadley, number 17, Reese Heller, the other Heller brother. But Trent's going to be wrestling his 10th ranked foe in his last 11th match. That, to mm-hmm. me, is a great grind. But NC State, they rely on Trent to get bonus points. If Trent does not get bonus points, can they still win the duel here? I'm not saying that you're picking Trent or anything, but obviously NC State fans think that he's going to go out and get those bonus points. But if he can't do that against Heller, who's very stingy, number 17 in the country, can NC State recover? What do you see here at 184? First of all, uh, Trent. I have Trent winning. Um, Because until you feel Trent – you don't understand what the underhook is. And the underhook is a setup for other shots. It's not really mm-hmm. – it's, it's an underhook to something. It's an underhook to yeah. something else. And where Heller is very good is the scramble. If Trent continues to finish clean, meaning underhook to the ankle and finish low, yep. he can certainly do a, a better job. But until you wrestle Trent the first time, it's very difficult to understand what you're feeling, the pressure that you're feeling. Because of that, I'm going to leave – with uh, Trent Hadley to win this match. Question is bonus points. Uh, uh, Trent, uh, if, if it's bonus points, it will be, you know, an eight-point win. It's not going to be, like, uh, blowing him out. Um, holding hell, I mean, he won Midlands. You know, he pinned um, Hunter Bowling. I mean, granted, Hunter Bowling was up at the time, but it's those heller styles. If you get them, they're really squirrely guys. So Trent has to be aware, like, hey, I got to bail out. Like, his match against Parker Kekai, I got to bail out. You know, I can't fight. I got to bail out. Because if you don't bail out against Holden, excuse me, against Reese Heller, you can be in a bad situation. Because Trent finishes quickly, I think he'll stay out of danger on his feet. So I'm going to leave with Trent Hadley. Yes, the question is, will they get bonus points? Um, the Hellers are really tough. They're, they're really tough. So I'll give him a seven-point win for Trent. 
Yeah, that pin over bowl and defensive pin. And, you know, comment mm-hmm. on Trent. Hard to scramble against Trent when he picks your ankle, puts you on your butt, or grabs the back of your knee sometimes. So Trent's going to be looking for that, looking for his unique offense. 197. I think, oh, I think also with Trent, too, is that um, I, don't, I wouldn't want to finish high on, uh, on Reese. If I, if I get to that underhook and get to the ankle, I want to finish low and behind because then it's going to be harder to scramble when you're low and behind. But when you have that foot up high, Reese is going to dive through and try and get to a stalemate situation. So if I were Trent, and again, I'm not Coach Pop, I'm not any of those guys, but I think I would try to get that underhook and try to finish low and behind the ankles. And that's where I've seen um, holding, excuse me, Reese give up some of his takedowns when someone kind of finishes low and behind and not face him, crotch, and all that stuff. Yeah, both of those, Heller, they really like to roll through a lot. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's good offense for them. Like I said, I'm really impressed by the Heller brothers this year. But uh, Yeah, they're, they're, they're tough. <laughs> 197, probably obviously another premier matchup. These two have a long history. Uh, the new number one in the nation, Nino Bonacorsi, undefeated at 197. He's been to Reynolds. This will be his third trip already. Like I said, he's in that 12th year of eligibility somehow. But uh, number eight, Isaac Trumbull. These two, fantastic battles. Isaac got him in the duels. Nino got him in the ACC final last year. Fans know Nino's going to shoot. Can Trumbull stop the shot? Turn that into his offense. He was able to do it in the duels, but not at the ACCs. Nino had some different takedowns in the ACC final that really propelled, and both of these wrestlers looking extremely good this year. Yep. Um, let's put it out there. I feel Nino is um, is going to win the match. Of course, I don't see it being a bonus point win. It'll be a, a tight match. Uh, with Nino, uh, he goes – oftentimes he goes double, finish single. So – you don't want to shoot doubles on Trumbull. That's just that's foolishness. But when you shoot against Trumbull, you have to cut the corner. You have to get to the side and finish when him not squaring up. When he squares up, he is a problem. And I think Nino learned that the first time they wrestled. Like, I can't just be underneath this guy because he'll crunch me and get behind and then got put on his back. So I, I do think that Nino has learned. Nino is also taking a hiatus from social media because he said, I just want to be focused on winning the national championship. That match against Younger Bastida – and the um and the Iowa State match, I thought was Nino's best match because when it got close to the end, I, I did not think that Nino was going to pull it out, especially finishing high on Younger Bastida, where he's very very good at hopping on one foot, and Nino found a way to take that and put him on his back. I mean, fantastic, fantastic, and I just think that um because Nino has wrestled more, when I say wrestle more, wrestle Trumbull more, I figure that. Not necessarily figured out, but there's a style that you wrestle against Trumbull. You don't fall into his hand fight and get lured into a shot. As we said, we understand that Trumbull is not going to be an offensive guy when taking you know, high crotch like like uh, Ryan Jack. He's not going to do that. He'll make step, get a snatch single, and you know, and try and you know, stop the head, crunch the hips, and things of that nature. I think uh, Nino is just a little more crafty because he has seen it. He's wrestled it, and he's pretty focused right now. And I just think that, you know, without the – when I say offense, it doesn't mean shooting. But I, I do believe with Isaac Trumbull, he creates his offense off of someone else. So counterattack, counteroffense. I think Nino really has to cut the corner. You don't shoot head-on with Isaac Trumbull. That's foolish. You have to create angles and finish quickly because if he squares up, you got a problem. So I'm going with Nino. 
I think that was the biggest adjustment. The ACC, Nino shot different, finished a lot, but also Nino hasn't chose bottom on Trumbull in all three matches. Oh, yeah. so that, that would be, I get if you take down, you don't have to choose bottom, but he, he's well aware of that. So that would be an interesting one. Well, to that point, Sean Kenny, my play-by-play, and I, we were shocked that Andy Smith went underneath Trumbull. We were shocked. We were like, what? And I so shocking. Was, did you see Trumbull was too, I think? He stood up. He, he stood up for neutral. Right. So, yep. Right. We were, we were like, what are you doing? And when you looked at the side of Virginia Tech, they were before the period, they were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They were like, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And then it said down. Not not like down. It's like, yeah. okay, go down. You know, like one of those things. And – Again, trouble was shot. We were shocked. Like it's a bad decision, and then we saw what happened. I think Trumbull got a little impatient too. I think he tried to kick in the legs a little too early and kind of slipped. Correct. Up there. Yeah. So. Correct. Correct. But going up to heavyweight. Um, well, first of all, uh, Pitt has one of the best kids in the country. He's a true freshman, but he's still technically in red shirt. Number ten, Dayton Pitzer. I believe Pitzer has to wrestle this year. I believe he can help them win an ACC title. He can help them win an NCAA trophy as a top four team. You're talking about you're going to lose your top three guys this year. This is the year for Pitt. So I op- I honestly think Pitts is going to be wrestling against NC State this weekend. I agree because this is his um, last shot mm-hmm. to be five matches, five events, not matches, events. And so – they need him to win this match. There, there's, there's no way around. They need Pitzer to show up to to um to win. There, there's no way around it. Um, here's the problem that I have with Pitzer, and it's not a problem. It's just what I'm noticing. The more you wrestle, the more film they get on you. It's just the more they see. So now they kind of know. Okay, this kid's pretty good on on top. Hey, when he's on bottom, he gets space and he hits a hard switch because he's so long. Okay, if he hits a switch, maybe I'll do a double thigh pride to, to work with. So you start to see little things. And just like analysts, we start to see a little more as well. His problem is not against big heavyweights like Colton Schultz. That's not his problem. His problem is against athletic heavyweights. Mm-hmm. When you look at Luca Davidson from Northwestern, yeah. when you look at uh, Shuler from uh, Iowa State, athletic guys give him problems. Because when you start that last takedown against Iowa State, that was a guy that hit a sweep single and finished from behind. It wasn't mm-hmm. a clunky heavyweight. It was an athletic. So I'm assuming it's going to be Owen Treffin yep. that, that's going to wrestle. Relatively athletic. Yes. Relatively athletic, which is going to be problematic for uh, Pitzer. More film is out there, and I think people know, okay, it's there. So in this match, I'm going to lead with Owen Treffin to win over Pitzer. Because of one, I believe that film is out. Number two, he's an athletic heavyweight. I mean, the challenge is that if he gets on top, it could be a problem. It, I mean, I say he gets on top. Pitzer could get on top. That could be a problem. But against athletic heavyweights, Pitzer struggles. So I'm going to go with the mild upset and say Owen Trapp. I don't know what my, my match score very, is, but that's, yeah, it's very mild. Owen's number 12, but it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Owen loves that one move, picks the guy up, tries to suck him back, tries to get those uh, back points there. But <laughs> Owen's very good, but I would love it if it comes down to this match. If we're sitting oh, sure. and the scores within, and then these two step out there, wow, that's just excitement right there. 
Stu, yeah, and I saw you had your one twenty-five. Yeah, Stu, you had right. your notepad out. What what's the what's Rock's final prediction here? Five to five. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, I didn't know that. I was just going off my my whim. Um, yeah. Um, so what it boils down to is points. Yeah. Points. Uh, yeah. I I didn't particularly uh, I didn't particularly think there were going to be any falls when Pitt wrestled um, Virginia Tech, but there were two. So uh, a fall changes everything. Yeah, I mean, pins change everything. I, it, it, it's, it's a game changer. Bonus points obviously make a big deal. Trent can get bonus points, but uh, I'm not going to overlook how good Reese, um, Reese Heller is. Uh, so I guess five and five was what I said, and I didn't plan this out. It just, you know, uh, I mean, so 125. I was going to say, Rock works for the ACC. He's very neutral. So five to five is a perfect <laughs> prediction. But I also yeah. think NC State has the ability to get a couple of bonus points here. I'm not quite sure I see that from the pit side against NC State. So I, I'm Correct. right around Rock, too. I do think it would be a 5-5 split. But I think bonus points could win it for the pack here. That way we Bonus points at 49 and 84. That, those I are the ones that I – yeah, fifty-seven. I think I would sneak in there too as a possibility. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Yep. So, so it could go five-five, but I, I do agree with you, Brian, that uh, NC State has the propensity to have bonus points in and more opportunities than Pitt. So yes, I would definitely agree with you on that one. Now, Rock, I know you're not going to be able to watch live. You got another broadcast going on. I know you will be checking your phone. You will be checking updates because this one's going on. And also, you have uh, UNC and Virginia Tech. So there's a lot of great action Friday night. But obviously, we're pushing NC State, Pitt, Reynolds Coliseum. Good to be the top. So, so this is what we're, we're trying to do. Uh, and uh, fans may not know, but behind the scenes, we, we're fighting. We're trying to get as much as we can wrestling. <laughs> can we do double duels? Can we push this match to six and this one to eight? We're trying. But um, we are going to try and get some – some I don't know what the technical word is, but some add in some clips of the matches. Okay. So, for instance, if there's something exciting that happened at the uh, Pitt NC State match, we're going to try and get it in for the national audience to see. Hey, there was a big win here, or this was a bonus point, or someone got a fall here. Conversely, I want to know what happened with the Andonian O'Connor match at yeah, UNC Virginia Tech. Cool. So, we're going to try and get that one in as well. So, <laughs> we're trying to uh, get as much as we can as possible. Uh, let's talk about that match real quick. Andoni has never beat O'Connor. Yeah, never. Four, I and, think I read. Yep, never beat him. And in the ACC finals one year, Andoni put O'Connor on his yep. back for four spikes. Really, yep. And he still came back and won. And so, uh, and, and when I talked to, uh, <laughs> it's funny when I talked to Austin O'Connor at the beginning of the year, I said, "So yeah, this this weight class is really tough. You know, you have you know, um, Dejon Castro." Jake Keating, you know, yes, Scott, yeah, Andonian. He's like, yeah, I've never lost to Andonian when I wrestled Scott. I didn't have an ACL, you know. I uh, he he was like, okay, yeah. He said he had two dates circled. Yeah. One date was against Pitt because uh, <laughs> got Castle to beat him. And after the match, which is great, but that's why I love being there. He went over there and he looked at him, and then he pointed to his yeah. watch, like, yeah. It, you guys time that up pretty quick. I saw that. Oh yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. That's what we talk about. We got to come back to that. And then he circled NC State versus UNC. He's like, I got Scott circled. He's got that match. So next week when you all wrestle against UNC, 
Austin O'Connor has that match circled. I know Friday night, I bet you wish you could do this uh, three-person TV setup here for yourself so you could watch all these duels because <laughs> okay. it's going to be a great, great day of action. And Stu, I think it was great you got us together. You got Rock oh, yeah, to give us a little bit of insight. So I always appreciate you. And me and Rock were talking before. We appreciate anybody that likes NC State wrestling and contributes to the program. And we know, Stu, you do, obviously, as long as and the Wolfpackers giving me the opportunity to write about wrestling, too. And I well, still I'm very biased towards NC State, so I hope it didn't come out <laughs> too much in here. I think NC State will get 10-0 against Pitt, but hoping for a good duel. Well, I just yep. got my NCA tickets to go for the uh, 11th year. So, okay. all right, I'm a, I'm a big fan. Very good. I'm um, I'm certainly looking forward to uh, getting to uh, Reynolds for the ACC championship. Looking yep. forward to the excitement there, and certainly uh, you all have a very good fan base. So, any fans are there, I, I like being a fan. So, uh, your fans are always cool. So, please say hello to me. I, I like talking. Well, uh. <laughs> Thanks to both of you. This was a, a great podcast, and uh, we'll get it up on the site and uh, as soon as we can and uh, get people ready for this 7 o'clock start tomorrow night. Thanks again, Stu. And good rock, good seeing you again. Rock, Thanks for thank everything. Thank you, man. Great stuff. And- With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to – has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.